It's April 28th, 2022, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottonor. Our top story today, European countries are scrambling to find ways to pay for Russian gas without breaking their sanctions. As we reported yesterday, Russia cut off Poland and Bulgaria from their gas supplies for not paying in rubles. The EU has attempted a workaround, which would have countries set up a new bank account with Gazprom Bank, a privately held arm of Gazprom, which has been deliberately left off EU sanctions lists. Then, countries would pay into those accounts in euros, on the understanding that the bank would convert them to rubles and pay Gazprom's export company in that currency. Of note, Poland and Bulgaria had opted not to use this workaround. In a report released yesterday, Microsoft said a handful of hacker groups aligned with the Russian government have carried out hundreds of cyber attacks against Ukraine since Moscow invaded, and that Russia often matches cyber attacks with military assaults on the battlefield. Microsoft said it had tracked almost 40 destructive cyber attacks aimed at hundreds of systems, a third of which had directly targeted Ukrainian government organizations at all levels, from the national to the local, while another 40% had gone after critical infrastructure. The European Commission proposed on Wednesday a one-year suspension of import duties on all Ukrainian goods not covered by an existing free trade deal. The measures will apply in particular to fruits and vegetables, subject to minimum price requirements, agricultural products facing quotas, and certain industrial goods, tariffs on which were only due to be phased out by the end of 2022. The proposal will now need to be agreed on by the European Parliament and EU governments to come into force. In my opinion, this is exactly the kind of creative thinking we need to assist Ukraine. Ukraine has racked up some debt from foreign creditors. Is there potentially a way to repay that debt for them? Could we find ways to open up investment into Ukrainian businesses? Humanitarian relief and military aid do not have to be the only answers, and I'm very excited to see this positive step from the European Commission. An historic heat wave in India has impacted everything from farming to power demands. While extreme temperatures in India are nothing new, average temperatures in March were the highest recorded in 122 years. This week, temperatures were expected to exceed 111 degrees Fahrenheit. The effects of the heat wave could potentially have global consequences, especially on the wheat supply, given existing supply disruptions due to the Ukraine war. After months of negotiations led by former New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson, former U.S. Marine Trevor Reed, who was held by the Russians for two years on what his family called bogus charges of assault, was released in exchange for the release of Konstantin Yuroshenko, a Russian pilot sentenced to a lengthy prison term in the United States on cocaine trafficking charges. President Biden announced Mr. Reed's freedom in a statement, calling it good news, even as he alluded to the release of Mr. Yaroshenko, saying the negotiation, quote, required difficult decisions that I do not take lightly, end quote. The French military left a remote base in northern Mali 
before dawn last week for the last time, 100 vehicles forming a miles-long convoy across the barren desert terrain. A team of sappers led the way, looking for hidden explosives. The departure from Gosi, which follows similar withdrawals from bases in Timbuktu and Kadal, is part of a staggered pullout announced by France in February, prompted by worsening violence and a breakdown in relations between the two countries. It marks the end to a mission that began in 2013 with quick successes against Islamist militants who had taken over parts of the North, but which became a quagmire sucking in thousands of troops and billions of dollars. Meanwhile, the High Authority for Communication of Mali announced Wednesday it is permanently suspending French media outlets Radio France International and France 24, two of the most listened to news outlets in the Western African country. Mali's government accused the French army of violating the country's airspace and denounced what it said was the unauthorized use of surveillance drones. Peruvian police on Wednesday said they had evicted an indigenous community that set up a camp inside a huge open pit owned by MMG's Las Bombas Copper Mine that had forced the Chinese-owned company to halt operations. Las Bombas supplies 2% of global copper and suspended copper production a week ago because of the protests. Residents of the indigenous community entered the mine on April 14th, demanding to take back what they say is their ancestral land. It is unclear if Las Bombas would be able to restart production in the short term, as operations remain suspended for safety reasons. Protests have erupted outside the president's office in Sri Lanka, calling on Rajapaksa and his brother Mahinda, who is prime minister, to resign for leading the country into its worst economic crisis since its independence from Britain in 1948. The unraveling of Sri Lanka's economy has been swift and painful. Imports of everything from milk to fuel have plunged, spawning dire food shortages and rolling power cuts. People have been forced to queue for hours every day to buy essentials. Doctors have warned of a crippling shortage of life-saving drugs in hospitals, and the government has suspended payments on $7 billion in foreign debts due this year alone. The protests highlight the dramatic fall of the Rajapaksas from Sri Lanka's most powerful political dynasty in decades to a family grasping to retain power. In lighter news, Oklahoma State Representative Sean Roberts was denied his request to be referred to as the Patriot in the race for Oklahoma Labor Commissioner by the Oklahoma State Election Board. Oklahoma election rules allow a candidate to use a nickname if it is a name the candidate is generally known by or who does business using the nickname. Roberts's opponent, Republican Labor Commissioner Leslie Osborne, said there was no evidence Roberts is known as the Patriot. Thankfully, the law has not caught up to Santa Claus, who is running for Congress in Alaska on a platform that supports Medicare for All. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at daily at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief. So go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis.
If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.